next on the 5 o'clock report. Would you ever chance it and drive on Thanksgiving? Honestly, maybe. Working from my childhood bedroom. Did you take them out of school early to beat the rush? Yes. Good news for the hostages. Wet snow, maybe some freezing rain. Gun-free zones open themselves up to becoming targets. A lot of people think we're doing it because we have to, but really, we caught my dad's vision. Now, let's go to the newsroom. Good afternoon and welcome to the broadcast. I'm Family Life News anchor Sarah Harnish. The holiday travel rush is on as the clock ticks closer to turkey time and we have a storm moving in. This is the head of American Airlines closely watching the radar for the eastern seaboard. It's like a a whole weather system right there. Forecasters say it will impact New York and Pennsylvania. High wind warnings are already out for western New York. Could see gusts up to 60 miles an hour. We'll bring rain, snow, ice, winds 50 to 60 miles an hour. The good news is it will be out of the way Thursday morning. The bad news is that it starts tonight and runs through tomorrow night. The earlier you leave, the better, or you may end up leaving Thursday morning like these guys. Would you ever chance it and drive on Thanksgiving? Honestly, maybe, because it might be less busy. Busy and slick. Millions are on the roads today en route to Thanksgiving. Alessandra Tomas left early and will bring her work to dinner. I don't like to call it a vacation because I will be working from my childhood bedroom. This woman started the holiday on Tuesday instead of Wednesday with her two girls because airfare was $800 cheaper. Did you take them out of school early to beat the rush? Yes, yes. And to get, you know, a better fare. This travel expert says the coming storm could not hit on a worse day. It will impact you if you fly or drive. If you're driving, try to time your route around the storm and possibly have an alternate route. Also check other means of transportation, including buses and trains, to have a plan B in case your plan A falls through. Peak travel days are today and tomorrow, with Sunday slated to be the busiest of all. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is appealing to his war cabinet at this hour A hostage deal now on paper between Hamas and Israel negotiated with multiple countries. Israel just has to agree. Here's State Department spokesman Matthew Miller. We are hopeful to have some good news for the hostages and their families. We're hopeful we can start bringing some of them home, but we are not quite there yet. Here are the details of the deal. It is a five to six page written agreement agreed to by Hamas and Israel is reviewing it right now. It would involve four day Pauses in fighting for six hours of duration each day. During these windows of time, hostages would be released by Hamas. Children and women would be prioritized. U.S. forces have been attacked in Iraq. Deputy Pentagon Press Secretary Sabrina Singh confirms that an Al-Assad air base with the U.S. and coalition forces was attacked by an Iranian-based militia with a missile, resulting in several non-serious injuries immediately. A U.S. military AC-130 aircraft in the area conducted a self-defense strike against an Iranian-backed militia vehicle. This self-defense strike resulted in some hostile fatalities. In Asia, the Biden administration is condemning a satellite launch by North Korea today, calling it a brazen violation of multiple U.N. Security Council resolutions and saying it raises tensions. The North could use that satellite to monitor the U.S. in the Pacific. We now know the dates and the locations for next year's presidential debates. The September 16th debate will be held at Texas State University in San Marcos. The October 1st debate will be at Virginia State University in Petersburg. 
And the final debate will take place at the University of Utah in Salt Lake City. Former President Trump has declined to take part in any of the primary debates, although he has said if he is the GOP presidential nominee, he will debate. Now, not a presidential debate, but a vice presidential debate will be held next September in Easton, Pennsylvania. A new poll shows if the 2024 presidential election were today, the current president would lose to the former one. Donald Trump has a 48 to 41 percent lead over Joe Biden. According to the latest Harvard survey, Democratic pollster Doug Schoen says he wouldn't be surprised if the following happens. Joe Biden, in the face of more discouraging polls, meets with his family over the holidays and uh, decides not to run. And Plan B, incredible as it may seem, is probably Kamala Harris. She's more unpopular than he is, I know, but this is the Democratic Party of 2024. Now to medical news. Belly fat could be linked to Alzheimer's disease. A new study finds middle-aged men with higher amounts of belly fat have a higher risk of plaque developing in the brain. This protein buildup is what causes dementia. Still to come on the 5 o'clock report, 60-mile-an-hour winds predicted, breast milk assistance, and how to protect kids from guns in classrooms. Those stories after weather with Kevin Williams. Here is your Family Life Regional weather forecast. Cloudy tonight, steady rain this evening with a few pockets of freezing rain and sleet east of I-81. Tomorrow, mostly cloudy, the chance of a rain shower, mid-40s to mid-50s. And then on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, mostly cloudy across New York State, partly sunny in Pennsylvania, with high temperatures on Thursday in the 40s and lower 50s. Thank you, Kevin. Checking stories, making news where you live across New York and Pennsylvania. There is a winter weather advisory in effect north of the New York State Thruway right now. Here's Spectrum News meteorologist Ryan Finn. Wet snow, maybe some freezing rain could make for some slippery travel for areas in the North Country. A little slippery, a little sloppy Tuesday evening, stretching into Wednesday morning. There's also a high wind warning for Chautauqua and Erie counties in western New York until 11 o'clock tonight. Winds could gust to 60 miles an hour at times in places like Jamestown, Orchard Park, and Springville. The strongest winds will be along the Lake Erie shoreline. Scattered power outages are expected. Governor Josh Shapiro signed two bills into law this morning. One affects donated breast milk and the second, pap smears. Family Life's Greg Gillespie has the story. The Senate bill known as Owens Law amends a 1967 law that requires medical assistance coverage for prescribed, pasteurized donor human milk for inpatient and outpatient infants. This milk is saved for infants who don't thrive on formula or who have medical conditions that require breast milk. The other new law is House Bill 507, which requires patient consent before pelvic exams can be performed. And the exams cannot be done under anesthesia, like during a surgery. Greg Gillespie, Family Life News. A voter advocacy group is releasing a study of unaffiliated voters in New York, those that aren't Republican or Democrat. Family Life's Jeremy Miller takes a closer look. There are more than 3 million unaffiliated voters registered in New York, and a Common Cause NY study shows they tend to be white, college-educated, and proud of being independent. More than a third say they dislike partisanship, or both parties, and most say elections at all levels of government are a priority, starting with presidential elections. The report includes a proposal to hold open primaries without party affiliation. New York has closed primaries, so these voters cannot participate. Jeremy Miller, Family Life News. There have been more than 300 school shootings nationwide this year, and debate continues 
issues over how best to protect students in the classroom. Edward Ashley is a school resource officer in upstate New York. If you advertise places as gun-free zones, then they open themselves up to becoming more targets. He thinks arming teachers would improve school safety. I wouldn't ever say that it would be something that someone should have to do or be required to do unless they're willing to take that responsibility. But fellow SRO Aaron Moore isn't sure that giving guns to teachers is the right move. There's a lot of training and responsibility to carrying a firearm. The teachers are, their responsibility is to help the, the students learn. He thinks the best course of action is to make sure that a school resource officer is in every school building. Melinda Person is president of NYSOT, the New York State United Teachers Union. We ask our members, what is it that we should be doing? And it's not more guns in schools. What our members are saying is that we need more investment in prevention programs, in mental health services, in our schools, social workers. We need more staff to take care of the kids and assess risks so that we make sure that we keep everyone in our school safe. A recent RAND survey shows 54% of teachers think arming educators would make schools less safe. 20% think it would improve school safety. And holiday season charities are ramping up to help neighbors in need. Katie Rhodes says Catholic Charities is repurposing a now-closed church building as an outreach to help local people. Let's listen in. The Catholic Church still owns the property that it's on, so we're renting it from them. But we're using the gymnasium there to have a warming station when it's 32 or below. So that's called Code Blue for New York State. So we're housing people there. And then we're turning that into a temporary dorm-style shelter. So folks will be able to stay there and then also get services there. The goal is to bring in case managers, other service providers, so that folks can get the services that they need in one-stop shop. A lot of need out there, isn't there? Yeah. We see a lot of different people that are coming because they have never needed services before, but maybe they had a disability, got hurt on the job, got let go from their job, right? And so now they're looking for a little extra help and just kind of coming tentatively saying, I've never done this before. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And it's just nice for us to be able to say, this is what we have. And people were just so thankful for, you know, having that extra help. And it really is a community effort. There's people that just come see us every once in a while and will even say like, well, you know, I I just really need it this time, but I'm trying not to come because I want other people to use it. And so sometimes we have to do a little bit of education. You know, there's enough to go around. We want you to come whenever you need it. We don't want you to struggle or not be able to feed your kids. The wonderful thing about the holidays, God always blesses it. Since I've been working here, we've never had to go without for a family. Katie Rhodes is communication coordinator for Catholic Charities of Chemung and Schuyler Counties in New York's Southern Tier. You can listen to our full Hometown Heroes news feature on the FamilyLife.org podcast page. It's time next for tonight's market report brought to you by Ambassador Advisors. Here's Family Life's Dave Margolotti. Stocks are down today. Markets have been on a winning streak as Treasury yields have been coming down and on the hope that the Federal Reserve is less likely to hike interest rates as inflation data has been cooling. Existing home sales year over year decreased to 3.79 million. That was lower than the consensus and lower than the prior report. The majority of retail earnings are released on Tuesday right before the Thanksgiving holiday. Best Buy, Lowe's, Dick's Sporting Goods, American Eagle, Nordstrom, and many more companies expected to release those earnings. NVIDIA is another company in the spotlight for their earnings release coming in after the close today. So far this year, NVIDIA has surged more than 254% after closing at an all-time 
high on Monday. Gas prices are on their way to being the cheapest level for Thanksgiving since 2020 when COVID caused less fuel consumption due to travel restrictions. The slide in fuel prices, though, may be short-lived as OPEC is meeting next week with the potential to cut oil production. Today, crude oil closing above $77 a barrel. The Dow lost 62 points, the Nasdaq fell 84, and the S&P 500 was down 9. Ambassador Advisors is a Christian financial planning firm helping faithful stewards do more online at ambassadoradvisors.com. Do you love money? Hi, I'm Rob West with today's Faith and Finance Minute. There's nothing wrong with having money or enjoying things money can buy, such as a good meal or a nice vacation. However, loving money is quite different, and Scripture warns about it in 1 Timothy 3. There, Paul is laying out qualifications for those serving in church leadership. He says, among other things, that an overseer is to be above reproach, faithful to his wife, self-controlled, and not a lover of money. A few verses later, he says deacons are to be worthy of respect, sincere, and not pursuing dishonest gain. Now again, this is about church leaders, but obviously, all of us who follow Christ should avoid loving money and pursuing dishonest gain. Manage your finances wisely with the easy-to-use FaithFi app. Download FaithFi, Faith and Finance from your app store, or learn more at faithfi.com. Coming up on the 5 o'clock report, the Boxes of Love Ministry coming to an end in its current form in Buffalo. We'll tell you how they've loved on the homeless after a peek at weather. The system producing the mix and the mess, wind and rain, some ice and snow for a few, moves away tonight, later, for tonight, cloudy, windy and wet this evening. And then the winds subside, the rain tapers to showers, and temperatures hold steady, even rise a bit for some. Tomorrow, it's mostly cloudy with a rain shower in spots. High temperatures, mid-40s to mid-50s. Then on Thursday, Thanksgiving Day, mostly cloudy across New York State, partly to mostly sunny across Pennsylvania. High temperatures on Thursday, 40s and lower 50s. Thank you, Kevin. Finally at 5, it is the end of an era in Buffalo. Pastor Eric Johns is calling it quits after a quarter century of living on the streets during the week of Thanksgiving. It's a lot harder for me than it used to be 25 years ago, just walking. We walk about 10, 12 miles a day. We're sleeping under a bridge on the concrete. In 1999, a much younger Pastor Johns began his labor of love for the homeless and his Boxes of Love campaign, which provides meals for the poor at Christmas time and toys for the children. You no, know, I know a lot of uh, guys that run organizations and ministries like me that when they're finished, the organization's finished. But this story isn't finished. It's just taking off in a new direction. He's kind of been building up to ending and handing it over to us, so it wasn't that surprising. Pastor John's son Nathaniel and his 20-year-old brother will inherit the torch from their father and carry on his tradition starting next year. A lot of people think that we're doing it because we have to. You know, it's, oh, your dad did it, so now it's your turn. Like, it's kind of been told it's your next job, but really, we caught my dad's vision. This year, Boxes of Love will help 3,500 people and provide wrapped Christmas presents to about 5,000 children. And that is the world that we live in for Tuesday, the 21st of November. I'm Sarah Harnish, and this is the 5 o'clock report on Family Life.